I want to invite you, if you're sitting upstairs, um, to come and join us downstairs just for today because I feel like this is a really good thing for us to do together. So I'm not going to force you, but I would like to invite you. There's a lot of space downstairs um, to come. be part, Like we'll feel all a little more closer together for what we're going to do now. So I'll give you a minute um, for those of you that are coming down. Um, if you've got a Bible and want to turn to Hebrews 12, we're going to look at that passage a little bit more. Let's just commit this time to God. Father, I want to thank you for the church, for the idea of a body of Christ, for the idea of a bride of Christ, that the, the words and analogies used for the church are singular, that, that we are a gathering of people that are looking to follow you. We are a gathering of people whose chief concern in life is to love you with all of our hearts, soul, strength, and mind, and to love each other as we love ourselves. A group of people who look to disciple others and baptize them and train them in the ways that you've taught us. A group of people that are called to look after the poor, to look after widows and orphans, um, to look after people that have been pushed to the side and marginalized. This is a, a powerful grouping of people, and we're part of a, a, a bigger grouping of people, some of who have been meeting all over the world for hours now as Kind of the globe spins around as the sun moves to different parts. There are groups of people, some that look a lot like ours, some that are much huger, some that are maybe even much smaller than ours. People meeting together to gather around the Word of God, to encourage each other, to build each other up. And so, Father, we just want to just take a moment just to thank you for what is represented right here. People who have been saved by what you did on the cross, Jesus. Not by our own works so that none of us is able to boast. You loved us so much that you came down to demonstrate that this life is able to be lived to the full, to teach us how to do it, and then ultimately to pay the sacrifice so that we wouldn't need to. Holy Spirit, we need you now. We invite you into our junk we invite you to bring healing. We invite you to bring deliverance. We invite you to start us on a journey of forgiveness. We invite you to change perceptions. We invite you to heal hurts. We invite you to build our trust. We invite you to build our faith and our boldness in reaching out and risking to love each other, reaching out and risking to be open to each other. Come, Holy Spirit, have your way in us today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And so today, as I kind of mentioned, is going to be more of kind of a workshop, more of something we do together rather than a preach. I'm going to say a little bit of stuff just to give us introduction. But then the main focus of this is inviting you to kind of stand up and invite people around you to pray for you. And we're not going to do anything that's going to make you feel uncomfortable. If at any point in proceedings today, something is happening to make you feel uncomfortable, you just need to say, please stop this. Um, Come and find me. It shouldn't happen. We're creating a safe place. Um, if you want to speak things out to people, you can. No one's going to be forced to. No one's going to make you say stuff that you wrote on your paper or identify it as you. This is completely an invitation to invite God to start dealing with this stuff. And if you're feeling a little bit nervous because things are a little bit different, I'm feeling a little bit nervous. The picture that I thought of earlier was Moses standing at the ocean. And he's got his, his tribe of people there. 
and Pharaoh and his armies are kind of bearing down upon them, and there's chariots and spears and swords and Moses and the Israelites, and God says to him, like, hold your stick in the air. And, like, there's a moment when Moses is about to hold his staff over the ocean where he's, I'm sure he's going, like, God, if you don't pitch up, we're in a lot of trouble. And maybe he had faith because he'd seen all the things God did before. I've read the story of Moses a lot of times. I'm not so convinced. But there's a moment of that was probably filled with complete doubt and fear and trusting, but that essence of God, if you do not pitch up today, we're done for. And just reading through some of these papers, and I'm going to share some of it with you today, like there's an essence of God, if you do not pitch up into the stuff, there's a lot of mess and a lot of brokenness. And the reason I want to start by reading out stuff is for us, I said it before, collectively, I think it's good that we hear some of the pain and some of the hurts and some of the struggles that are going on amongst us. But before I get to that point, I want you to look around. I want you to make eye contact with somebody in your row. I want you to make eye contact with somebody in the row behind you. I want you to just kind of do a general sweep over the church and look at these people that you see here. The people that you can see may not resemble some of the stuff that I want to read out now. And so if it makes it easier for you to focus, to close your eyes, you can close your eyes. But just listen to some of the things. I'm not reading out. There were a whole bunch of papers. I'm not reading out everything. I just took a bit of selection. But this is some of the junk that is being dealt with amongst these people around us that look like they're not dealing with any junk at all. We don't come to church wearing our junk. But these are some of the things. So if you want to close your eyes, you can. But just focus on these and just invite God to bring compassion And we often pray, God, break my heart for the things that break your heart. These are some of the things that break God's heart. And the hope is that we're going to see God start working in these areas today. So people amongst us are suffering with, and I really like that the first person wrote this down. Not because you did, but the fact that somebody wrote down shyness. I think that is a great thing to bring before God. Loneliness, frustration, laziness, lack of trust, insecurity. Someone says, I've failed to invest wisely. Somebody else, I've got a hard time with forgiving my ex-wife. Struggling still with sexual sin, masturbation, jealousy towards others, not being loving towards my parents, insisting on my own way and not being patient or kind. Disrespect, the inability to love others, impatience, sexual immorality, Wanting to be married, idolatry of men, fear of men. And just remember, some of these are sins, some of these are things that are hindering people. Unforgiveness towards parents for sexual abuse, body image issues, fear of financial insecurity, parents' divorce, unforgiveness of ex, pride, selfishness, doubt in God's promises, Stubbornness and unbelief. Blinding desire for things and envy of the success of others. Hurting people with my words. Greed. Hoarding. Lust. Pride. Anger. Bitterness. Fear that I will lose security if I take a risk and listen to God's leading. Struggles with porn addiction. I was recently struck and was verbally abused for two weeks prior. Abuse, verbal and sexual. People used me in inhuman ways. 
I struggle with sexual purity in my thoughts and actions. I put someone down behind their back at work in frustration. Not feeling loved by my mother. Repeated molestation and rape. Busyness. There's never enough time. I feel like everything depends on how hard I work. Despair. Thoughts of suicide. And then the last one, just in case there are people here that thought they had nothing to work on. Cruelty at work. Betrayal at work. And then people at church not being loving or accepting. So there's one for all of us. So let's just take a moment just to just offer those things up to God on behalf of the people that wrote them down. Just to let your heart be broken for a moment. Because I don't know about you, but as I look around this room, I don't see any of that stuff. I don't see hints of it. I don't see possibilities of this piece of paper might link to that person. I see a lot of happy, dressed up people that look like they've got it all together. And yet there's a ton of brokenness in our midst. I mean, these are the good guys. These are the guys that are coming to church. These are the guys we're hanging out with. These aren't all the bad people, if there is such a thing. There's things here that people have done. There's things here. It seems like a lot of stuff that has been done to people here. And we come together believing in a God that can make a difference to this stuff. And that is what today is about. And so... As I said, I didn't read out all the papers. If you heard yours, if you know that yours is one of the ones I didn't read, start just entertaining the possibility that God can and will do something about that today. Maybe even if he just starts. Maybe if he just makes it feel a little bit better. Maybe if he starts you on a journey. Maybe if writing it down or speaking it out is the first time you've ever been able to do that. But just entertain the possibility, what if? What if today healing starts? What if today freedom begins? We serve a God who is so big. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. We call to throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and so there's a sense of action that is there for us to do. Throw it off. And I imagine that if some of you today had heard some of the things other people had written down, that you might have been bolder to write down some stuff that you felt too nervous to write down. I imagine there's more junk in this room than we know about even now. And just being able, not writing it down, doesn't mean God's not going to deal with it, but just being able to voice that before God today, just being able to invite Him into that, one of my favorite passages in the whole Bible, Psalm 34, is my favorite psalm. But in verse 17, it says, The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. And then my favorite verse is verse 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit.
I don't know about you, but just reading some of this stuff out, brokenhearted seems to come out quite a bit, crushed in spirit. The way I see it, those are the lowest two places you can go. If anyone's had their heart broken, if anyone's had their spirit crushed, it doesn't really get worse than that. And even in those places, God is there. This is an encouraging thing. This is a hope, life-giving thing. No matter how bad it gets, God knows about it. He's there. He's close. And He saves those. For a lot of you, the first step today is just faith or belief that God actually can or will do stuff. Maybe you believe He can, but maybe it's stuff you've been carrying for so long that you don't really believe that He will. Ephesians 3, 14 to 21 is another powerful piece that says, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom His whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of His glorious riches He may strengthen you with power through His Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the saints, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, let him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. We serve a God who is able to do immeasurably more than all we hope or imagine. So as big as your faith is today to feel like he can do something about the stuff you wrote down, he's able to do immeasurably more. If the biggest thing you can dream and hope today is that he can make it a little bit better, he can totally transform you. And it's not necessarily going to happen like that for everyone today. Some of this stuff is really big. And maybe for some of us, it's just going to be the start of a journey that's going to take a long time and going to invite other people in to bring accountability and to bring fellowship and encouragement. But for some of us, hopefully God is going to just rip through these things today and take us to a place of freedom. The power of God is bigger than the power of sin over you. The power of God is bigger than the power of sins that have been done against you. It's important that you know that. And the last passage I want to read is 1 Corinthians from chapter 12, the second part of verse 24 onwards. And it's in this big passage about the body and it says, But God has combined the members of the body and has given greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. And really what that means is that this is our junk. It's not the junk of the person that wrote it. If one person suffers, we suffer together. The fact that somebody wrote one thing on this page is something that relates to all of us. It's something we should all care deeply about. It's something we should ask God to give us greater compassion for. Especially when it's difficult. Like when you're dealing with a disease, you can often see symptoms of that disease. When you're dealing with inner hurt and pain, we've become so good at masking it and not ever letting anyone know that it's there that we generally end up walking the road alone. And so the encouragement today, and it doesn't have to be here, but wherever your safe people are, maybe it's your small group, maybe it's your family, maybe it's a close friend, 
These things need to be spoken out. They need to be brought into the light. We need to invite God to start dealing with those things. As we expect, so we will see him work. That seems to be how God works, that as we give faith, as we start to believe, as we even start to go, God, imagine if you could just do something better with this thing. Like as we offer it to Jesus, he will come in and deal with it. God doesn't often come in and just barrage in and grab our stuff and and sort it out. He invites us to offer it to him. And then he comes running down the road, like the dad in the prodigal son story. The moment the son turns down, the father is running down the road. His desire is to throw a big party. His desire is to deal with the sin and the brokenness, but he does require us to walk in his direction. He's not going to wrestle stuff that you're holding on to tightly. And so we've got about 40 minutes. Part of that time, Jane's going to come up and sing some songs. And when she does, if if you're in a place of worshiping, you can worship with her. I've asked her to choose songs that she can sing over you that just speak of who God is and what he's doing. But I'm going to invite you into a time of ministry. And this is a little bit different to how we normally do things. And that's okay. Albert's fine with that. Um, The leadership are good. I just want to explain to you how I'm seeing that we do this. And the important thing is that we're creating a safe place. So like I said before, we're inviting you not to do something that's going to make someone else feel uncomfortable. And we're giving all the power and control to the person that's being prayed for or ministered to. So at any point, if someone's praying for you or doing something and you don't like it, just say, please stop. And then come find me and I'll make them stop if they don't. But I really want to encourage you to risk. And I really want to encourage you to expect and see. And I really want to encourage you to what if. Because there's some hectic stuff here. And if all of us leave carrying that stuff the same way we arrived, then I'll be very sad. Because we've got this opportunity to start dealing with this stuff. So I want to encourage you. It takes boldness. It takes courage. But step out. And maybe all of that stepping out is standing up and asking people to pray for. They might not know what they're praying for. God knows what your junk is. But I want to encourage you to step into it. So this is how it's going to work. I'm going to invite people to stand. People that want to be prayed for in a moment, I'm going to invite you to stand, and then I'm going to ask everyone that's not standing or everyone that feels comfortable with it, if you love Jesus, I'm inviting you to do this, no matter how long you've been a Christian or whatever. I'm inviting you to pray for people. If everyone stands, we'll all pray for each other. It's going to work out. It's going to be okay. And if we're still going at 11.10, we will move into the coffee bar and carry on praying for each other there or out into the street, whatever it takes. We want you to have as much prayer as you want. So I'm going to invite people to stand, and then I'm going to invite you to pray, and as much as possible to keep it guys praying for guys, girls praying for girls, unless you're kind of like a husband-wife pairing and you want to pray for each other. It just is a safer form of ministry, and it just makes things a little bit less complicated. So where guys are standing, if other guys can gather around them, it's also sometimes safer to be able to share some of your stuff. And then with the person, if somebody's standing and you want to pray with them, just check that it's okay, that you can put your hand on their shoulder or their arm, And just say, like, is it okay? The Bible speaks about us laying on hands, and so it is a very biblical thing. It is a thing of support and encouragement. So if the person doesn't want you touching them, then they will say, I'd rather not, and that is okay too. But it's just a way of us really just saying, I'm going to bless the work that God is doing here. We're trusting that it's God that's doing stuff, not us. And then I want to encourage you guys not to speak. A lot of us, our tendency is to give answers and solutions and pray scripture, whatever. I want to invite you to let God at least have the first minute or the first two minutes or the first five minutes. And so just stand there and just quietly in your mind be praying for the person. And if you pray anything out loud, a good starting prayer is come Holy Spirit. We are inviting the Holy Spirit to come. When you read in the Bible, one of the only kind of Greek things I know is when it talks about being filled with the Spirit, 
The word that it uses is a present continuous, I think, which means be being filled with the Spirit. So it's an ongoing thing. And so we're asking the Holy Spirit to come and touch and work and heal and bless. So for the first minute, nobody should be saying anything unless the person's sharing stuff they want you to pray for. So you just put your hand on their arm or shoulder and you say, come Holy Spirit, and then just spend time praying for them. And then this one's going to freak out a lot of you. But I want to invite you to open your eyes while you pray. And I know that's very unbiblical. <laughs> but often when we pray for someone, when the Spirit is moving, there might be a reaction. So a body could shake, somebody could cry, there might be an expression on their face. If we're looking at them, it often helps us to see what God is doing, which often informs our prayer. So if praying with your eyes open freaks you out, then you can close your eyes. But I want to encourage you to stand by the person and just watch what God is doing. And then while you're praying, just quietly in your head, like, God, what are you doing? And then after some time has passed, you can start asking things like, God, do you have a scripture for this person? Or God, is there a way that you want to encourage them? And I really want to keep us away from trying to give people advice or try to sort out their problems. We are here to stand alongside people in prayer. And so if you are tempted to give advice, rather just say nothing. But if while you're praying for someone, God puts a scripture in mind, then just say, hey, this is something I feel God might be saying. And then the last thing is just kind of when we pray for people, we use disclaimer language. So don't say to someone, this is what the Lord is saying to you, because it doesn't give them any space for you maybe having got it wrong. We're trying this out. It's an experiment. For some of you, it might be the first time. For some of you, it might be a scary thing. That's okay. If we get it wrong, we're creating a safe place. No one's going to be bruised and battered or whatever. We're doing a good thing. But I encourage you that if you share something with someone, just say, this is something I feel God might be saying to you. This is something, a verse that came to mind. And it really allows the person to grab hold of that or not, or to test the spirits, as the Bible says. Hold on to the good, let go of the bad. Does everyone understand? Does anyone have a question? Does that seem simple enough? If you're not sure, or if you're feeling uncomfortable, then come find me. And then maybe just this last thing is, if you're praying for someone, let the person you're praying for tell you when they're done. So if you pray for someone for 30 seconds and they go, that was really great, thanks, they choose to end it. If you've got somebody that wants to be prayed for for 20 minutes, if you're getting tired, we'll send in reinforcements. But I want to let the person that needs prayer be prayed for as long as they want. So if you're being prayed for, take as long as you want. There is another service that meets here in 45 minutes, so we might need to move you into another room. But I just want to encourage you, if you need time for God to deal with stuff, don't rush through it. We've got a lot of time now. At some stage, Jane is going to come and sing some songs over you. Um, if you finish praying for somebody and you see someone else needs to be prayed for, move across to them. I don't know who's going to stand up. Maybe one person stands up and will form a scrum in the middle. But if there are more people that need prayer than people praying, we'll just take time on it. So we'll get into groups. We'll pray for some people. We'll make sure that everyone's prayed for. I'll kind of lead things from the front. So I'll just make sure that people are being prayed for. Be patient. We'll get there. So... If you're wanting to get prayer this morning for stuff that you wrote down, for other stuff, what we are trying to deal with is everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And we're asking God to do that in your lives. If you're ready to get stuff dealt with, I want to invite you where you, stand, where you are to just stand to your feet. And we're going to ask people to pray for you. So if you would like prayer this morning, please stand up. And just where people are standing already, I just want to ask girls for girls, guys for guys. If you love Jesus, let's gather two or three people or four or five people around each person. Let's start praying. And just as this happens, I just want to invite more of you. If there's any of you and you're nervous, don't be nervous. Here's an opportunity. Imagine what if God deals with your stuff today. So just start praying, guys. When you're with somebody, as people are standing up, let's gather around them and let's start praying.
So the person you're praying for can say stuff if they want, or they can say, just pray for me. If you want to share stuff with your people, go for it. So let's go. Just be doing it. There's some people at the front that are standing. If you don't have people praying for you yet and you want it, just put up your hand and we'll direct people to you. Just go, guys. Start. Pray out loud. Pray out. I mean, don't pray out loud. Just do what you meant to do.